Hey Babblers, it's your girl Lucy. Welcome back to another episode of Bar Babble, the virtual bar where we talk about shit that we normally don't talk about at the bar. Anything from business, branding, and anything brainy. What is your drink of choice for today's babble? All cocktails and mocktails are welcome. As you can see with the title of today's episode, let's talk about why I have 40 days to get my shit together and maybe you need 40 days to get your shit together too. Um, As of February 22nd, the Lent season has officially started. So if you were born and raised Catholic or if you practice Lent in your own religion or you're in your spiritual practice, Lent is basically 40 days as we count down to Easter. And as a born and raised Catholic, I, when I was in school, I remember like, oh, you have to give up one thing. Like you have to give up chocolate, you have to give up TV, like something as a, like a sort of like sacrifice uh, similar to, you know, what Jesus did. So I'm actually not going to talk anything about religion. This episode has nothing to do with being Catholic, has nothing to do with Lent, and has nothing to do with your spiritual practice. This, of course, is the perfect episode for y'alls who just kind of need a jumpstart with their goals that you maybe set in the beginning of this year. Maybe you've been feeling a little bit blah, or maybe you outdid yourself for the past three months and you're like, okay, Lucy, I'm, I'm ready to take it to the next level. We're also approaching a new season spring is around the corner and we're also uh, approaching a new astrological season if you're into horoscopes and all of that so this once again this episode has nothing to do uh with your faith with your religion with spirituality but it's more focused on your goals and ideas of how to basically get your shit together in 40 days or less um so if you kind of just need a jump start if you kind of need a little bit of inspiration if you kind of been feeling a little bit blah then grab a coffee concoction put on your sweatpants get cozy and let's babble about how we can get our shit together in 40 days or less so let's kind of talk about Lent. That's kind of like where the idea or the inspiration came from. So like I mentioned, I'm born and raised Catholic, but even though that's my practicing faith, I'm more of a spiritually grounded person. I've been to Catholic school all my life. I was born and raised Catholic. I went through all the sacraments, but I was never really like, I need to go to church or like, you know, I need to do all of these things. I'm more of, you know, what you know, my relationship to God is is more on a personal sense. So let's start with Lent, uh, what that is, so that in case you don't, you know, practice Lent or don't even know what Lent is, um, you can kind of get to see how I, you know, um, got this whole um, habitual practice to really kickstart or jumpstart my goals as we're heading into a new year. So what is Lent for all of my other babblers out there who are not familiar? So Lent is basically the 40 days, as I mentioned, as we're counting down towards the Holy Week or towards Easter. So it normally happens between February to April. Um, And I never made the connection until about two years ago where it is kind of like the perfect time, especially since we're jumpstarting. We're kind of in between seasons of, you know, winter to spring. If you live in the East Coast or in other places where you do have seasons, sometimes it takes some time for you to have spring to come into the city, especially in New York. York, I know sometimes there are cherry blossoms that blossom by April, but then it's still a little bit cold outside. Um, So it just depends on where you live. And so I never really made that connection how Lent is is a perfect time to go through this, you know, religious or spiritual practice, especially since we are, you know, number one, changing clocks, we spring forward. And number two, uh, we're also, you know, heading into a new season from winter to spring. So these 40 days is normally a time of, uh, you know, reflection of, 
um, fasting and kind of repenting and kind of just being in that mindset of preparing yourself for a brand new season. And so, like I mentioned, I was never really like, ah, oh, lend whatever. But it wasn't until I moved to New York and I realized, you know, I was kind of just kind of just starting fresh. And I was like, you know what? I really want to deepen my faith, um, whether that meant going to church more, finding a church that really resonated with me, um, you know, whatever that meant to me. Um, and so I was like, okay, maybe I should get back into the old school practices that I did as a, as a child, which was number one, go to church or number two, practice, you know, Lent and fasting and, and all the above, right? So within the 40 days, you're supposed to give up something, whether it's to give up like a vice or to give up something that, um, like a vice or, or just something that um, is more of, I, I guess like a distraction. So you can give up chocolate, you can give up junk food, you can give up Netflix, whatever it is. And obviously when I was in school, it was just something so simple, like giving up cookies or whatever it is. But as an adult, I was like, why don't I take this idea or spiritual practice and implement that into my my goals and also into my life as a Capricorn goal setting type of a person I was like this is a perfect time to kind of just mix my you know this idea of using 40 days to really jump start or to kind of just start something new especially with habits um if you've been around with the Babel community I one of the my top favorite books when it comes to entrepreneurship productivity and just basically getting your shit together as atomic habits by james clear if you want to book babble about that let me know on instagram um or even on uh, spotify i'm going to have questions and answers so that you can submit your recommendations or even just submit a recommendation with the link in the description box below so anyway um yeah so i basically you know when i moved to new york many years ago almost five six years ago i was like you know what i want i really want to deepen my faith and kind of incorporate that into the new me into my new life into the new me into my new chapter so i you know really was in this mindset of like okay let me give up something for lent and so that's kind of like how it came to be where you know years later i've taken you know this lent season not just as a spiritual practice but as a time to really number one check in with myself when it comes to my goals um also to start something new or to challenge myself and to be like you know what if i really want to become this woman what are some things that i need to let go of what are some things i need to give up to invite new spaces or opportunities to come into my life especially as we're jump starting into a new season i always feel like so i grew up i grew up uh in california where we don't have seasons it's just normally rain or sunshine i know that i've been hearing in the news that you know it's been weird lately there's been snow by the beach which is weird uh for california but you know being in the east coast i love the seasons because you get to really appreciate kind of just like the sunshine you get to experience like there's more of a flow within the time frame compared to just having instead of like you, you get to feel christmas you get to feel like the vibes of fall and and you know the new year compared to being in a in a state or in a city that doesn't have any seasons you kind of just feel like you're stuck in time but that's just my personal take but you know i feel like being in new york or just being in the east coast you get to have a sense of like okay as we're heading from you know from winter into spring you feel like for me i've just been in hibernation season you kind of need a little bit of a buffer to kind of get yourself into a new rhythm of things whether it is a new season whether it is 
the, a new, like a, a season in terms of like weather outside, a new season of your life, a new season just for anything. So um, that to me, it kind of was just the perfect mindset where, you know, as you're kind of coming out of the winter time and into spring, it's perfect to use the 40 days to really help you jumpstart into new, new goals or to kind of reset everything, which I think is perfect. So like I mentioned, the whole intent of this episode has nothing to do with religion, has nothing to do with, you know, your spiritual practice, but has everything to do with how this this spiritual practice came into my life and how been using it to basically just jumpstart my goals. So I want to first talk about how, you know, what I've been doing for the past couple of years, like different examples and how it basically evolved into this like habitual practice to really jumpstart my goals. So we can talk about how you can apply this into your life and how you can use 40 days, 30 days, whatever you need, you know, time that you need maybe you just need like a month the month of april to kind of just be like okay i i i want to use the month of march the month of april to really just kickstart my goals to revisit the goals that i reset or to take my goals up a new level or up a notch so i want to talk about you know how i started and the other um lent seasons from the past few years and you can see how it has evolved and also you can take these as different examples that you can imply into your life of examples of things that you can give up in order for you to basically invite new things uh, to come into your life. It's also a great example to see how this basically has re really revolutionized my life in one way or another, whether it revolutionized my diet and revolutionized my mindset, my relationships. So we first covered, you know, what Lent was and kind of like what is the season of Lent. And so now let's dive into kind of like the past Lent seasons and things that I've given up and kind of like my experiences and how these different Lent practices or examples, how I'm still continued, I'm, I'm still basically doing these habits even after five years later. So these are, these practices are de definitely something that has been revolutionary, that has been an imprint on my life to become the woman that I am today. And so I basically want to just talk about the evolution from 2018 all the way up until now, and then also talk about, you know, what I'm giving up um, for this Lent season and how it's going to revolutionize my life and my goals for 2023. So let's go back in time into 2018. I think this was the year where I was kind of still figuring out what to do with like my faith and my religion. So I think during the end of the year, so this was not during the Lent season, I think during the end of the year, I wanted to explore veganism. So I I know that I, I was like just curious about it. I know that I, I kind of was in a funk. I was like, you know what? I really want to get healthy. I just don't feel great about my diet. And veganism was coming up on my feet or in conversation. So I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to know what veganism is until I really try it. So I remember giving up, you know, my old diet and getting into veganism. So obviously giving up meat, giving up um, dairy, giving up eggs and things like that. And so I, I know that I did not do this during the Lent season. This was definitely before the holidays. I wanted to have kind of like a cleanse in my diet before the holiday season and give it a, a try. Um, so back in 2018, I gave up my old school diet with the meat and the, the milk and the dairy and, and cheese and, and all the good stuff. And I think I lasted for maybe a month or two and in my mindset since I was still brand new to it and I was just basically researching and I didn't really know any vegans within my close circle of friends to really ask them 
the details and stuff. I was basically just doing my own research. I, in my mind, I was like, as long as I'm 80% vegan and I'm good, because sometimes in my mind, like if I were to go out, I really don't know some of the ingredients unless it's like, it says on the menu, like this is for vegans, or I go to like a place that's really like intended for vegans or for for anybody that's vegetarian or anybody that's like kind of like gluten-free. So in my mind, I was like, I'm, as long as I... I'm, I'm aiming to be 80% vegan because I really am brand new to it, then I've excelled. So with this whole practice, I didn't realize that going vegan, I, I like it's actually easier than you think, especially if you're not vegan, you might be thinking, oh, it's actually more expensive because it's fresh fruits and vegetables and who the, who the hell has the time for that? It wasn't until I really, you know, practiced it and I was doing my weekly groceries of buying fresh fruits and vegetables, but also canned vegetables, frozen vegetables. I didn't realize how much money I was saving. And I also got to be more mindful as to what I was eating. So without going and giving up meat, poultry, uh, meat, dairy eggs and and all of that um i wouldn't have known to either um you know budget kind of like my groceries or to save money and so that was something that was really good unfortunately i did not succeed i remember trying vegan cheese and trying to make like a grilled cheese and i i it was like it was a no y'all it was a no for me i love cheese so much that i'm just like i i cannot with this vegan cheese I've tried it. It was just, it wasn't, it was a no. So I think that was the one where I, I was just like, I, I could not become vegan. Out of this practice as well, because I was researching, you know, vegan places in New York City, especially brand new, I got exposed to, you know, new places in New York City that, you know, were vegan, vegetarian friendly um, and and got to explore those other places too. So it was really a good practice for me, especially since I was just brand new to it, even though I failed the quote unquote challenge. But, you know, I saved a lot of money. I got exposed to um, this whole new diet and also explored other places in New York City that, you know, I would have never really dipped into if I never really tried that that challenge. So I giving up something, it invited more opportunities to come into my life, even though with this small practice. So now let's talk about 2019. So I remember 2019 for the Lent season, this was the time that I really, really did it during the Lent season of February to, to April. I remember during this time, I was just on my phone way too much, y'all, especially if you are in social media, if you're managing a lot of accounts every single day, it becomes a really nasty habit just to be on your phone all the time and making sure that you're engaging with, you know, your accounts and social media and checking this and checking that. And I remember I was also... Um, I, I remember that I was also keeping in touch with some old school friends that were coming back into my life and I, I was always in the ups with them and so I was just on my phone way too much and I remember I was you know in my bed scrolling on my phone and texting my friends and before I knew it I it would be like one o'clock and I'm on my phone so for that season I decided to basically give up notifications on my phone I couldn't delete social media because I in in that time of my career I was managing social media so I could not do that so I was like you know what let's see if there's something that I can do which was to give up and to silence the notifications on my phone so that I can be more mindful and be more present and to put away my phone at night so that I can actually sleep on time because this is a really bad habit I'm scrolling for hours and I'm basically wasting my time 
2019, um, of that Lent season, I, I, I think this was obviously like, I, the iPhone, since I have an iPhone has been through so many different edits and so different versions of the iPhone. So during this time, I forget what phone I had, but I didn't realize that you can kind of customize the notifications coming in and out of your phone. And so without putting this mindset of like, I'm going to give up notifications so that I can be more present and go to sleep on time. I would have never thought of, you know, that to have a customized notification silencer on my phone. So I went through my settings and I was like, damn, I didn't realize that you could, you know, take out the social media notifications that pop up on your screen. You can even make sure that um, those little banners that come up, it doesn't light your phone so that you're not distracted that in the middle of the night, even though you put your phone on silent, your screen doesn't, you know, um, illuminate at night. And then you're thinking, oh my God, who texted me or who's messaging me? I didn't realize that. Uh, and so I was like, oh my goodness, like this is, this is fantastic. So I went ham on my settings and I made sure that I canceled all of the notifications on social media especially on my phone um, and, you know, to make sure that it doesn't illuminate, especially if I have my phone next to my desk um, uh, when I'm working, that I'm not distracted during a phone call or if I'm doing something. And so during this time, just giving up the notifications, um, I succeeded. And even years later, it's 2023, y'all's my phone is still on silent. My phone is mo majority of the time on silent. Like I do not get notifications unless it is um, like an Uber Eats delivery, like uh, unless it's like specific apps. So again, like I tailored the customization of no not different notifications to make sure that if it's an urgent type of a thing, such as, you know, if it's an urgent call from the people on my favorites list that they can they have access to me but everybody else is a no so i still do that to this day even years later because it's been something that's been revolutionary to my productivity and to my mindset i'm not distracted when i'm going to bed i always you know i i don't see the the light flash when somebody messages me or if i have an alert or whatever it is unless obviously it's an emergency from a loved one or you know with work and so it's been a it, it's been a game changer just giving that up has basically allowed a lot of opportunities to number one be more present get shit done go to bed on time um this was the year where i also got into a reading streak when i was younger when i was a child i did not understand how people love to read i remember i had a classmate in middle school or just a few classmates that they would be always reading and sometimes they would get through a novel like a book within two days and they would always be reading something and I always envied them because I wanted to be a reader. I think the only book that I enjoyed reading in middle school was the series of unfortunate events and everything else was just a snooze fest for me and so I always envied people that would just read books and consume books and that you know had their comprehension game strong and I was just like why, why can't I be a reader like I'm just it's just so boring to me and that was the year where I also um I limited my time on, on Netflix so this whole commotion this whole domino effect started where it's like okay if I basically silence my notifications let me do that on my laptop let me have like a nightly routine an am routine so that instead of watching tv or scrolling on my phone i'm reading and that was the year where i was in a flow i think by march of that year of 2019 i was already reading 
I think I read like maybe four books at that time or let's see one two three four I was probably on my fifth book of the year and that's a lot for somebody who is not a reader y'all's like I think the year before I only read like one book or two books and maybe listened to one on audible and then the following year it's like bam like three months in into a brand new year I'm on my fifth book like that's that's major progress for somebody who's not a reader who hated reading who's just who is just not into that, you know, bookworm kind of a world. And damn, like, it's just amazing how one habit of, you know, turning off my notifications, giving that up has invited reading into my life. Am I a reader now? Absolutely, y'all. I just finished a book over the weekend. I have four other books on my table. I have to pick another one up this Friday from the library. So I'm just in a bookworm world. I always love, I also love, um, seeing YouTube videos of book recommendations and my list just keeps <laughs> growing and growing and growing. And like I mentioned, even till this day, my book, my phone is always on silent or do not disturb, especially at night. And so it has been a game changer in basically being productive, um, being, you know, um, present, um, and also being mindful to me and also just being in the habit of reading all different types of books, uh, anything from entrepreneurship to self-development. And now that I'm into like this world of of like the Colleen Hoover and these romance books and these thriller books that I never really would have maybe picked up if I, I never really started this habit. So that was another game changer for me y'all. Now let's talk about 2020, apocalyptic 2020 y'all. So th this was interesting because Lent, as I mentioned, happens to fall between February and April. And so if y'all remember, <laughs> um, apocalyptic 2020 and the Rona, basically dropped into our lives especially you know in New York City when we were the epidemic like the center of how it all started the city basically shut down um I think around this week y'all like I remember it was during like the St. Patty's Day week um and I remember I had to attend like a birthday party <laughs> which was canceled and I will never forget that week because it was like it was like, it was so interesting to see, you know, how everything was shut down before it was already shut down. Like there was already hush hush rumors how things were shutting down and it was already done before it was even called out, but the world would shut down. So this was an interesting time, y'all. So I believe that I, let's see, I gave up meat. I think what what happened? I was was I supposed to like attend a wedding or maybe an event? But I remember I, I gave up meat for the entire uh, 40 days. So normally the Lent season, you're supposed to just fast of on Fridays and have no meat. But I decided for 2020 just to kind of cleanse my my system and my body. And I think I was, you know, prepared to like go to all these reunions and events. And I think um, the winter time of 2019, I was kind of overindulging on myself when it came to like the potlucks and the seasonal get-togethers and friends and family and stuff like that so I was like you know what I need to kind of just cleanse my body so in my mind I was like let me just give up meat that's something so simple um did I succeed y'all within those 40 days of no meat you are going to hate me because it was probably day 38 and I had meat um I was thriving within you know those days of having no meat and you know venturing out into different um places again like when I went vegan and kind of like thinking of like other protein types of um things to add to my diet and then I got exposed to this restaurant in 
New York. I don't know if it's in other places, but it's it's called Bear Burger. And so if you're like a burger or like fast food type of a person, that's how I discovered Bear Burger because they have like vegan vegetarian options and it's really delicious. And so again, I got exposed to a brand new restaurant. And even after, you know, that whole Lent activity of giving up meat, I still go to Bear Burger because it's just delicious. And sometimes I will purposely get a burger that's meatless or that has the impossible um that has the impossible patty um instead of having meat so what happened was obviously this was apocalyptic times i remember i was going out for a walk it was like a long day everyone was already stuck inside and this was probably the first this was already like two weeks in so in in the state of the world we're thinking oh we're going to be shut down for two weeks and so people were miserable right because it just kept extending extending we don't have to go into the details, but if you're not familiar with what it was like in New York City, this is the perspective that I'm giving you so you can kind of see like, oh shit, like it was actually different compared to like maybe where you live. So I remember because people were stuck inside and everything was shut down, restaurants, gyms, etc., people were going to the parks and I was upset because I'm like, great, now they found like my secret walk and you know my 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 secret spots that I love to go in the Hudson along the Hudson River and Central Park of where I used to walk every single day and now it's crowded and but then we have to maintain six feet apart and I think this was before masks so it's like we're all trying to like distance ourselves from each other but then New York City is already crowded and then imagine you know it's already crowded but then you're you're going to the same familiar spots and so it's like triple the amount of crowds that they had to close down streets in order to accommodate people to walk on the sidewalk like that's how crowded it was so i was upset and i think i was like walking one time it was after work i'm like okay i'm gonna get some air and i ventured off to a different park and then um i was starving so it was getting really late and obviously it's like things are very limited. I think the only spot that was available was kind of like a bar diner situation and um, not a diner, but like a pub. Um, and I forgot the name of the restaurant, but then it's like a chain, but it's like this beer place. Anyway, um, I was starving y'all. And the only economical, uh, economical item on the menu and things that something that could be basically be done quickly was a burger um i don't remember if they had like an impossible burger i think there was but then it was something that was not on the regular menu that you had to order separately and it just didn't make sense um so i was like fuck it basically i was like i'm just gonna order a burger and fries and a coke because i'm starving i don't even know when i'm gonna get home but this was this was like a, an emergency situation um so I ordered a burger. This was, I think, on day 38. So I did not succeed my no meats 40 days challenge. But like I mentioned, even if I didn't succeed, it kind of, it, it exposed me to that restaurant called Bear Burger. And even to this day, even if I go to like a burger joint or something like that, sometimes I will choose an impossible burger over um, a meat or sometimes like the, the mushroom, like a portobello mushroom type of a burger or just any other type of healthy burgers i will always choose it but i will never feel guilty because it's a better and healthier substitute so even if i quote unquote failed it still had invited me to number one bear burger which i absolutely love and also i still sometimes choose healthier options when it comes to eating burgers so that was that was something that was interesting 
Now let's talk about 2021. This one was revolutionary, y'all. So that when I shared it on my personal social media, a lot of my close friends and, you know, people from high school and even like uh, colleagues, just people in my circle took this habit into their own world and applied it into their own lifestyle, not for Lent, but to basically jumpstart their diet and to support the mom and pop shops in their local city. So for 2021, this was still apocalyptic times in New York. And I think this was also when the vaccine was kind of rolling out, but for people that were at high risk or for seniors, but it wasn't, you know, to everybody. Um, the city was kind of quote-unquote opening up um, you can kind of feel that you know places were still getting ready to open up but it was kind of still depressing um, so during this time and especially from the past year I remember that it, at the end of 2020 I basically gave up I know that I wasn't walking I remember ordering Chipotle way too much over Uber Eats and I realized that by you know my birthday I think that was the, my birthday of January of January of 2021, I did not feel my best, y'all. I know I know that I gained weight, and I know that a lot of people, you know, they gain weight because you know you're stuck inside, you're not exercising, you're feeling just blah, um, you're just not motivated. But I know that I could feel it in my clothes and just feel it in my body that I just wasn't my best. And so during this time, I was like, you know what? I need to I need to do something. I need to get into shape like this is the time where I think all of the weddings or events that were canceled the, the year prior were going to happen that year so it's like damn like I want to feel my best when I see my friends and my family and I also just don't feel great and also because of the past year a lot of people you know were saying like you know the whole black lives um movement um and supporting mom and and pop shops so they're like okay um you know, make sure that you support Black-owned restaurants or, you know, women-owned Asian uh, restaurants or, you know, restaurants owned by an Asian person. So there were a lot of movements, um, you know, in the community. So I thought, you know what, let's take this up a notch. So in 2021, I decided to give up third-party delivery apps such as Uber Eats, Grubhub, Postmates, you name it. I think I only had um, Uber Eats and Grubhub. I, I just only have two. Um, but I noticed that I was just using Uber Eats a lot and if you've used those third-party apps you know that it, like those service fees and those tips like it just accumulates a lot of money and so I was like you know what this is a great this is a great season to really just jumpstart my health and jumpstart my wellness journey because I just feel icky I don't feel great but also I'm very intentional in supporting um local restaurants because I know that if I'm using an Uber Eats some of these restaurants are like the, the bigger chains not like you know the mom and pops and so um and then at the same time from what I heard they're not really making money because they're paying it they're paying these third-party systems so much money compared to if you you know order directly so I was like you know what I'm gonna make this this the most intentional Lent challenge ever by giving up third-party apps it's number one I get to save a lot of money because it's not uh, it's not accumulating so much when I'm ordering two times a day or five times a week. Also, I'm you know supporting restaurants, my food and beverage restaurants, you know hospitality, which was you know the the industry that I started in because 
I'm making an effort to to seek restaurants in my local community. And number two, if I'm not delivering, that means that if I really, really want something, I have to go out and I have to take walks and I have to get it. Whether it's within, you know, my local community or within the area that I, I live in, or actually making the intention to go out and see people and taking walks. So it's like there were so many different intents um, behind just giving up one thing. It was basically just to kick, to jumpstart my wellness journey. And y'all, let me tell you, I became a motherfucking beast when I gave up the third-party apps. You would think that it would be the most difficult thing, and maybe it was, but I never like realized how smoothly this whole lent challenge became and how it really revolutionized my life revolutionized my life and it also inspired a lot of my close circle of friends and family to do the same because they're like wow that's so intentional and also that's really great to kind of just inspire you to just to take walks you know especially after work especially if you're still locked inside like this is a really great way to just not have access right so it was a really it was a huge game changer that even to this day i hardly order y'all so let me tell you how it kind of like really changed my life. So when I gave up the third-party apps, this is how I became fell in love with cooking. I've always, I've always loved um, kind of. I've always loved food. I've always loved eating food, but I never really had the courage to either just cook a lot. I remember I was exploring different recipes online. I was also because you know people weren't traveling. I was thinking like, okay where can we quote unquote travel this week? If I want some Asian food, let me make some Asian inspired cuisine to make me feel like I'm, you know, getting out there. So I was cooking a lot. Um, I started the gym because obviously I was saving a lot of money from not uh, ordering on the third party app. So that was the year that I started the gym. And then two, I also enrolled in the Noom program. I've talked about Noom many times on this, on this podcast and Noom is basically like, think Weight Watchers, but more on the psychology of your eating. So it's not like a diet program. It's more of like a wellness program. You've probably seen commercials on the TV. And if you haven't, just Google Noom and you'll see that it is something so different. It's 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 an app or like a program that doesn't tell you like, oh, you can't eat this, you can't eat this. It teaches you more of what you should eat and, you know, what like how to basically not take away things, but basically to add more. So it's like the more knowledge that you know, the more that you can carry on with your life, but in a more healthier way. And let me tell y'all, by deleting, you know, the third party apps, I was walking more, I was at the gym, like four to five times a week, I was I remember, you know, going there on Friday nights, and even waking up on Saturday mornings, because I became obsessed. Um, You know, with my wellness program, I was eating like I, I wasn't taking away things, I was basically enjoying my meals more and being more present and going out more knowing that I don't have to take away the junk and all of these things, but I can just make healthier decisions. So I didn't feel like I was limited if I were to go out to eat. Um, And by the end of the Lent season, fast track up until like three months or four months later, I think um, before the summertime, so like let's say three to four months after I started, you know, giving up the third party apps, I had to literally go through my entire closet and give up almost like 80% of my clothes 
because my body drastically changed so much that things were not fitting correctly and I had to literally shop for new things new underwear like new like everything was new that's how much this was so revolutionary to me because just that one habit of like let me give up third-party apps because I need to save money I need to move I need to be healthy and I want to be intentional that basically just just changed my whole life like I became um I became a gym junkie. I became this like healthy person. I became like I, like I mentioned, like my clothes didn't fit me anymore. Like I was I was thriving. My skin was also improving. Like I hardly had any acne from eating junk food or the stress of it all. I was like I was like the healthiest I've ever been in in years probably. Um so that was something that was really revolutionary. When I share that on on Instagram about, you know, being intentional of supporting, you know, uh, your local restaurants and making sure that you're paying them directly. And if you are, you know, ordering delivery, you're paying an actual delivery person, not an app, even though you are, you know, tipping the delivery person, but you get to tip somebody directly and you know that it's going to them. Um, And people were like, yeah, like, I love that. Like they started, you know, walking after work especially if they gyms weren't closed or they didn't have access to a gym at that point in time they were walking um around the block and then on their way home they would grab dinner and they would just you know cook cook more and stuff like that so this this one was the i think out of all of the lent seasons or the lent challenges this one was my favorite so far because it really changed my life. I went from, at the beginning of the year, from like somebody who was overweight to, I noticed that I was just not like my skin, like my diet, my exercise, like I was just internally and externally like not my best. Come into almost like six months into the year and I'm thriving y'all. It's like I'm a different human being. So it's just fantastic to see that how one simple you know, habit or one simple thing to give up in your life can really just be a domino effect to basically change you and your life. So that one has been my favorite land challenge so far. In 2022, because I'm the most competitive um, bitch ever, especially with myself, I wanted to, to take it up a notch and I decided to give up gluten. Now, was this a mistake? Absolutely, y'all. Because I was crazy for giving up gluten and without any extensive research because this was the most miserable I've ever been in the Lent season because it was it was like I was fasting like literally for 40 days of no food like it it felt like that so for anybody that you know is not who doesn't have celiac disease or has a gluten intolerance or who has nothing to do you're not familiar with what gluten is I did not realize how much it would change me mentally, physically, just in, in all capacities. So I wanted to give up gluten because I think I was reading, because I was still in like this wellness journey and I was like so going to the gym and I was still within it even a year later. I was like reading articles, I think, about gluten, how it's in food and how it's like in different sorts of things, even in like quote unquote vegan items or vegetarian items or whatever it is. Sometimes it's not labeled as gluten. It has like a scientific word or ingredient or whatever it is on the back. So I was reading that and I was like, damn, like maybe I should just give up gluten. And this is a a way to kind of kick my challenge up a notch, kick my wellness journey up a notch. So I did not realize how much this would affect me, y'all. I was starving for 40 days. I have never been so excited for Easter in my life that I was like, I was talking to, I was having daily conversations with Jesus and I was like, Jesus, are you ready to rise from the dead, y'all? Because 
your girl is hungry. Like, we need to, like, get this together, y'all. Like, you want a party? Like, you want me to be at church? Like, let's, let's, like, calibrate the Easter season because I am hungry. So, giving up gluten, I did not realize that, like, it's like cold turkey. It's like you're quitting it cold turkey. Imagine, like, going from a day of, like, having, like, your, your body is used to, like, having these nutrients and having gluten, and then, boom, in one day, and then in 40 days, you don't have gluten, your body is in shock. Um, there was probably one or two times within those 40 days where I accidentally had gluten, and while I was eating it, I realized that it had gluten, so that was a mistake, but within those 40 days, I think two weeks in or three weeks into the, the Lent season, I was feeling like brain fogs and I didn't realize why I felt so weak, why I was having brain fogs. Like I just didn't know and I was like thinking, am I just not eating much? Is it like, is it the period season? Like what is going on? And so when I was researching and I was going on uh, YouTube and I saw people who also was cutting gluten from their diet, they said they experienced the same thing of having like brain fog and a change in their taste buds and being like really kind of like tired and hungry because your body is so used to having gluten. Um, so this was a really tough one, y'all. It, it really gave me perspective to people that have celiac disease, that have gluten intolerance, or even if you have some sort of allergy or some sort of like autoimmune disease, like whenever I meet somebody new or go out with a friend, I give them priority as to where we want to eat because I'm like, if you have an allergy or if you have some dietary concern, you pick the place because I understand what it's like to be so stressful just to go out to get a bite to eat with a friend. During the season, I remember meeting up with a girlfriend of mine and we were going to meet up at a restaurant that had some gluten-free um, places in New York City. It's called Friedman's. There's many locations in the city. And so she was coming out of like in a, a volunteering situation or like a marathon and she was starving. So we were going to meet up at this restaurant and I lived walking distance from that place. And so she was like, okay, um, she was there early. Like she got off her... Of a, her event really early so she went to the restaurant first and she told me like the wait time was going to be an hour and a half and they didn't take any reservations so I was like damn like okay so she just found this like random diner in the area and she's like there's literally like all the restaurants are packed because of this event and because of this marathon this is the only place that I could find that to get like a seat so I'm already inside I'm like cool I'll be there in five minutes on my way to the restaurant I realized what the hell am I going to eat? I don't know this place. I don't even know if they have like gluten-free bread. The other restaurant, I was prepared because I, you know, did my research and they had gluten-free options and gluten-free bread. They had all of, like, it was, I, I was going to be safe and I was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't have to stress out. And on my way there, I'm like, great, I'm hungry, but I don't even know if I can eat there and I don't even know if I can enjoy because I'm going to be so hungry. When that situation happened, that really gave me perspective to really appreciate my ability to number one eat whatever the hell I want and also to give um the priority to any friends or family that have any you know dietary concern or um allergies because it is stressful just to go out just to eat just to mingle with friends because you want to mingle you want to be part of this the social aspect and the social capacity with your friends whether it's a super bowl for, like a super bowl weekend or football season or just hanging out with friends for brunch like you want to be part of it but then you can't because you're limited because you can't eat. So because of that experience, it really opened up my eyes to that. And I just had more of appreciation of, of, of that world and for food. And also, I, I try to 
choose non-gluten things as well. So that that one was a, a tough one, but that one definitely changed everything in, in terms of like what we eat and also other people out there who have some sort of, you know, gluten intolerance. So that one was a, a kind of also a revolutionary one, but then that was that was tough, y'all. And at the end of it, I actually lost three pounds. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I lost three pounds. I was weighing myself on the scale and I even felt it in my in my in my clothes I'm not one to weigh myself but at the gym there was a, a weighing scale and so I think I was just like monitoring to make sure that I was like like healthy like I wasn't drastically losing weight just to make sure that I was just not torturing myself for no reason and it was amazing how I just lost three pounds just within those 40 days but then I I I gained it all back because <laughs> right after the right after the Lent season I was like yep I'm having everything that I want to eat I think Easter I went to like two places I had like pizza and then I had like Chinese food like I was having the best time of my life for Easter so um yeah so I lost weight I also got a lot of clarity and perspective of other people who have some sort of dietary concern so now let's talk about the present day, 2023, and what I am giving up for 40 days and how that's going to basically help me get my shit together. So because the last two years, I kind of went a little bit overboard and crazy. I told myself after that whole gluten-free for 40 days that I'm going to take it easy this year because I'm just like, mm -mm, no, <laughs> like this, I'm, I'm torturing myself for no reason. So I decided to basically give up my snooze button on the phone. That's something so simple, but and it's also just not just like, oh, I'm going to give up a snooze button, but it's also more of a um, figurative type of a, of a practice. So if you've been following me on the bar babbler on instagram you know that part of my new habits that i've been trying to get back into is being part of the 5am club now i've been part of the 5am club many years ago i think in 2018 and it, it was something that was really life-changing for me basically everything in my life elevated when it came to finances when it came to relationships when it came to my career everything elevated because i was doing i was waking up 5 a.m every single day and i was implementing the things that robin robin sharma he's the author of the 5 a.m uh, club of, it's a book i haven't read it but i've heard him talk about it through podcasts and stuff like that um where you have to like incorporate like a movement and you read you write it's like all these things to basically jumpstart your day to, to basically fill your cup first so I, I was able to do it many years ago and I was like oh, why am I having a difficult time with the 5 a.m routine and it's been frustrating because I do all the things to set myself up for success I keep my phone away from my bed I'm not scrolling on it my phone is always on do not disturb um I have my alarm, I'm trying to sleep earlier, I have an alarm to get myself into bed, I have my coffee, you know, um, cup ready to go, I have my, my food prep, like everything's ready, but I'm just not, I'm just not into it, like how come I'm not like jiggy with it, right, like how come I'm not like in this mindset of waking up so excited for my day and I, I love to journal, I love to sit, you know, do all these things, but I'm just snoozing or I'm just, you know, snoozing on other parts of my life that bring me joy 
I remember for the month of February, I went a little crazy when it came to work. I was burnt out by the end of February, which is not healthy. I remember we're overworking myself and also over accommodating other people in my life when it came to family and friends, that I was just not putting the joy, like anything that came to joy, it basically was taken out of my life because I was so focused on just checking things off of my to-do list, focusing on just the productivity and the habits, but I I wasn't even having fun. And so for the whole Lent challenge for this year, I was basically like giving up the snooze button to my life. So the 5 a.m. club for me was to make sure that I just don't snooze at all. If I get back into my bed to journal, to sip a cup of coffee, because that brings me joy, that's something for me. If I want to watch The Office for the hundredth time, because I've been, I love The Office. That's one of my top favorite shows and it's been on TV for every single uh, evening. I realized that, you know, because I've watched it so many times, I'm trying not to rewatch it all the time, but it brings me joy. Um, cooking you know foods and like having these things and like doing the things that I enjoy like I just noticed that I wasn't doing it I was just so hyper focused and having that hustle mentality that I forgot to have fun so giving up the snooze button is number one not just kind of like okay don't don't like if you wake up at 5 a.m like don't go back to sleep don't sleep in for another hour because it just, that's just gonna like that's just going to backfire with your sleeping rhythm, but it's also not putting, giving up the snooze button to anything that adds to my life, that adds joy, that adds bliss, because I've just been so hyper-focused on the productivity, on getting shit done, that I'm forgetting to have fun. One thing that I realized when it comes to productivity, when it comes to habits, when it comes to goal setting, or basically just getting your shit together, I think for me specifically, we I can be so hyper-focused on the task itself and, and the end goal or like the end the ending that I forget about the journey. I, I I'm so hyper-focused on checking the task, making sure that I check check it off of my agenda, checking it off my my seasonal bucket list, my yearly bucket list, or just accomplishing something that I forget about the journey and having fun along the way. And even if it's something so mundane, such as getting your finances together or cleaning your house or doing spring cleaning, you can still incorporate a level of fun. Um, when it comes to spring cleaning or spring decorating, you can add different pops of colors or put on a playlist that just makes you dance along with it. Or you can put a timer to kind of just make sure that you are not dreading it the whole day and just cleaning for an hour just for the day. Um, and so I think that's something important when it comes to success or when it comes to setting yourself up for success or even just accomplishing these goals is I tend to forget to have fun for some reason. Um, that I'm just, I'm just so focused on like I need to get this done and I'm just not enjoying the life or the things that life brings to me. And so that's why this whole, you know, giving up the snooze button is not just about waking up early and making sure that I wake up at 5 a.m. and doing all the things but I, I forget that the reason why it was so successful many years ago was because I was enjoying waking up 5 a.m. Many years ago when I started the 5 a.m. club I remember I was like damn that means I'm so serious about launching a brand that means I'm so serious about my goals because I was working virtually I, I wasn't this was even before 2020 
and I didn't have to commute anywhere. And so for me, that was kind of like a, uh, kind of like a recognition to me and like my higher self and my inner self. Like I'm serious and committed to these goals, but at the same time, I was excited to wake up because I, I think that was the year that I just got into podcasts and like listening into podcasts and listening into like these self-develop, uh, self-development, um, podcasts and journaling, um, and reading and, and doing yoga and having cups of coffee because I think for years I didn't have coffee. I was more of a tea, tea drinker. And so that was something that brought me so much joy in the morning was looking forward to making myself a cup of coffee, um, starting my, my mornings off on a slow note and listening to a podcast and journaling about it. And so as I was, you know, getting back into the routine of joining the 5am club, I set myself up for success as, as you can as you heard a few minutes ago, I was doing all the things that, you know, you could possibly do, but I wasn't incorporating a sense of joy, a sense of fun into my 5am routine, which is maybe possibly making a coffee concoction in the morning, um, you know, not doing yoga, like maybe that habit doesn't resonate with me and maybe doing yoga after in, in the middle of the day. So I'm just trying to figure out like what's going to bring me joy at the beginning of the day to make me feel excited for the day. Um, and also with other parts of my life, like why am I putting the snooze button on the simple joys, whether it is a walk in the park, whether it is having a croissant or, you know, making new dishes or even old dishes that I used to love or watching The Office, even though I've watched it for the hundredth time. Like if those things bring me joy, how come I'm not doing it? Like I'm just so hyper focused on just getting shit done, but you know, I can still get shit done, but I can also get shit done and have fun with it, you know? And so where am I right now within the 40 days, right? Because we're kind of like in, kind of like within the midway mark. Um, last week, I did wake up 5 a.m. without snoozing. So even though I there were moments I did get back into bed. So for me, canceling the snooze button means not falling back to sleep and also not putting myself on the back burner because I was just overdoing it with putting my goals above everything else and also helping everybody else but me. And at night, because I'm getting ready for bed earlier, I watch The Office because it just brings me so much joy. And because I'm consuming so much information in the day, sometimes I just need to decompress and I just need to laugh um, because it's just, it's been making me laugh so, so much. I remember watching the 90 days on uh, TLC, it's like the 98 Day Fiance and it's a new season. That's one of my guilty pleasures. And I remember during apocalyptic times, that was something I, I looked forward to on Sundays um, to kind of end my weekend night just watching a new episode and it brought me so much joy. And so I'm kind of in the limbo season right now, figuring out like what were some old habits that I can incorporate into the new version of me and what are some old habits that no longer resonate with me so i'm basically using these 40 days as a, again another buffer period of time as we're jumping from winter to spring and as i'm also jumping into a new chapter and a new season and kind of just figuring out how to basically realign myself into my goals i feel like i've been so productive when it comes to goal setting i'm very good with holding myself accountable but i tend to either burn myself out and i i have this mistake that i'm just never having fun I'm never like really in the present moment and so I'm just making sure that I'm giving up anything that has to do with putting the snooze button on me
And so, bar babblers, I kind of want to end the question uh, question of the day with you as we're kind of like wrapping up this episode. I know that I've babbled so much about, you know, my past Lent challenges and how I'm basically like what I'm basically doing within the, the, the 40 days. But I want to end a question of the day with y'all. If you're a Spotify listener, they now have like a question and answer um segment or or I guess like button so I'm gonna put the question there for you so that you can kind of see um so you can kind of see like uh so I can hear from you that's what I meant so let me just pull up the question that I have um so my question to you bar babblers is after listening to this whole lunch challenge and how it basically has definitely revolutionized my life like you can see from just one simple thing whether it is giving up a third-party food delivery app or even something as simple as giving up meat like it has definitely changed myself for the better or even up until this day I'm still doing these habits because it has elevated me to the woman that I aspired to be four years ago and now I'm entering into a new phase of my life where I'm trying to figure out what is the next level and how I want to look like in five years and so my question to you y'alls is even if you're not Catholic even if you're not like a spiritual religious person from the moment that you're listening to this and you're like, damn, I really like this concept of using 40 days or the buffer between winter to spring to basically just get my shit together or to revolutionize my life with one simple habit of giving up something instead of adding something. What is something? What is one thing that you can give up for 40 days that can allow more success to come into your life and that can support your 2023 goals as we prepare for the springtime? As you can see with the many examples that I've done in the past, it has definitely worked for me and it has been an inspiration to my close friends and family and so if you're a spotify listeners please i want to hear from y'all's um answer away or even you know a comment on my instagram i will have it all linked down below and as we end with all uh, babbles i want to leave you with some words of encouragement or some words of light to basically help you with giving up something for the next 40 days hey girl 40 days of letting something go can be extremely hard, whether it's giving up your favorite comfort food like mac and cheese, which is mine, a decadent chocolate cake, deleting social media from your phone, giving up alcohol, or giving up watching The Office for the hundredth time. It is hard to let go of something that you're used to that has been part of your life that may have brought you comfort and joy, but sometimes letting the things that bring us comfort is not allowing us to grow and level up to the life that we want. Sometimes a safety belt that we hold on to is actually holding us back in this season of our lives and preventing us from living the life of our dreams. Do it one day at a time. I myself can be so hard on myself and I've learned to take it one day at a time. Um, Don't be afraid to make mistakes, to tweak things along the way and to feel like it's rough. But as we arrive at the end of it, you might just love yourself even more and recognize that letting go of that one thing has made more room for you. So babblers, I also want to ask you all as a favor. So I'm going to take one to two weeks off unless I have something on my heart and on my mind that I want to babble about that I think is important. But Spotify came up with uh, a new feature and so it's more of a chance to connect with y'all. I also realized that I have 
a lot more Spotify followers compared to on the Apple podcast. So I want to have this opportunity to basically give you the chance to select what is our next babble of the day. So I kind of want to let this marinate and kind of give you guys time to obviously listen to the episode and to think about like what is the next topic that we can babble about. And this is a great way to number one, get to know y'alls, to to interact live. So it's not like, okay, whatever is on my mind. But I also want to allow you the opportunity to come excited to come to our virtual bar and actually babble about things that is on our heart and on our mind and things that we normally can't talk about at the bar. You know, anything from a book babble, whether it's a book that, you know, uh, you've read, whether it is Atomic Habits, whether it is about goal setting, whether it is about something healing our childhood wounds, trauma, things like that, and how that has made me a better person. So I want to have, if you're a Spotify listener, or even if you're not, you can submit the topic um, of your choice. So I kind of want to give you some examples of some of the topics that I've actually have set up for the rest of the season. So I also want to give you guys time to kind of just collect all of the answers, whether it's on social media, whether it's on the form that is within every description box of every podcast episode, or even if you do comment on the Spotify question and answer feature. So I want to list a few of the topics that I've actually had um, that I, I'm excited to babble about and to see like where we're kind of headed as a babble community. As you know, one of my my goals for this year is to grow this community. And in order for me to grow, let's grow together, right? So what are some babble topics or the next topic that you want to babble about? So I have some here I'm going to read some topics here and feel free to comment on what you would like to babble about on the next episode. So here I have the imposter syndrome mind switch. I have a seasonal bucket list that have been that have made me more mindful. Um, Lessons on grieving a parent you never knew. Um, How the childhood picture of myself changes everything. Um... How I stopped gaslighting myself and how my relationship with myself and others has improved. Um, Let's see. Talking about my rock bottom moments, I realize that I've had many of them and why you might have many of them too. Um, If you've been feeling misunderstood, like you just always feel like you are the black sheep within your family, your friends, or like within your workplace, why is that? And why is that something that, you know, we can use to either just make ourselves... Um, kind of just, um, I, I don't know, like whether we can use this mind frame to not have imposter syndrome or to shine our light and maybe we're just misunderstanding ourselves. Um, let's talk about our toxic traits. Um, let's talk about maybe occupational burnouts. Have you been experiencing that? And maybe you want to hear from my experience of, I've had two of them before I even hit 30. Like one of them, I had to go to the emergency room that that was really bad. And maybe hearing that you can relate to that and how I've really transferred my life into prioritizing wellness. Um, let's see. How I've been using a vision board to manifest my goals, if you're more of like a visual uh, type of uh, goal setter. Um, What has been giving me butterflies lately? We just talked about bringing joy and bliss into our life. And so I want to maybe talk about some of the things that we can, you know, incorporate into our lives, even if we are trying to get our shit together, even if we're very, you know, hyper competitive with our old self, or even if we're goal setters. Um how I'm basically unlearning old habits and how I'm be, like learning how to incorporate new habits to become better. 
So these are just examples of some of the, the topics that I've had listed for the rest of the season. So if anything really stood out with you, or if you have some recommendations just about like, Lucy, let's talk more about healing. Lucy, let's talk about more about goal setting. Lucy, talk about more of your morning routine and how your 5 a.m. routine really tra transformed your, your life. Let's talk about making friends, especially in your 30s or, you know, moving to a new city, like how that really impacted your life. If there, if there was something that I threw out here or even if you have something in your mind that you're like, this is something I would never talk about at the bar or nobody is willing to talk about in the bar. And so I want to bring it to the bar babble. Um, drop it in in the Spotify question or even on the on Instagram, whether it's just a comment or even in one of the links for a topic request in every podcast episode. So I'm going to be taking maybe one to two weeks off, just depending unless I have something on my mind that I want to babble about to give y'all the opportunity to, you know, select what we're going to babble about on the upcoming episode. And maybe, hey, it might be a collective decision where I'm like, okay, I, I see that there's a theme here that people want to talk about productivity or people want to talk about healing, or maybe it could just be yours, uh, one of your topics that, you know, that resonate with me that I'm like, damn, like this is something so revolutionary. Let's definitely talk about it. So uh, Bar Babblers, I would really appreciate it. And if you're brand new to the Bar Babble community, make sure that you're following me over at Instagram to get a more of my day in a life and to make sure to also give this five stars on Spotify and on uh, Apple Podcasts. Till next time. Well, that's it for today's episode. If you love this conversation, make sure to give us five stars and leave a review so that we can continue to be a valuable resource for others just like you. Were you able to make it through the entire episode without answering any phone calls, texts, DMs, or tweets? Let the peeps know what you were up to. Take a screenshot of this show, share on your social media, or send a link of this episode so you can let the peeps know you are hanging out with Lucy at the virtual bar. As always, I want to take a moment of gratitude and thank you for listening and supporting our show. As you know, everything I create is made with a heart full of gratitude, Wi-Fi, and a little bit of whiskey. That's it for today's babble. Till next time. <laughs>